I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Next is now. We obviously have a lot of problems in America. Polarization, inflation, high cost, less than ideal criminal justice system. Uh, the list could go on and on and on. But it's still the best place on earth. But th- there has to be a solution. Uh, not necessarily a one-size-fits-all solution. Uh, but LeVar Webb, uh, writing in Utah Policy today, uh, really caught my attention uh, with this whole idea of big gears. We talk about all the different things that can be broken either in government or in a business or in society. Uh, and how do you get the the big gears going and why does that actually matter? And uh, here to help us break it down is LeVar Webb. LeVar, thanks for joining us today. Good to be with you, Boyd. So let's start with the big gear. Give us the big gear theory. What is that? Well, uh, a couple of things. Uh, I actually became interested in this as I was reading an article by a fellow named Clay Jenkinson, who's a historian and humanities scholar, and he writes for Governing Magazine. I read an article by him when he talked about the uh, Greek scientist Archimedes, and uh, he had a, a famous quote. He said, show me where to put the lever, and I will move the world. So if we could figure out where to put that lever, we could we could solve a lot of problems. Was was what he was saying. When I worked for Governor Levitt many years ago, uh, he put it another way. Uh, he he talked about uh, watching a, a, a clock repairman. Uh, oh, I think we lost Lavar there. Back in those days. And the craftsman said, you know, if there's a lot of gears here, large and small, if you get the big gear to spin correctly, then the smaller gears will operate properly and the clock will tell the right time. So in government and in life, if we can find those big gears that spin all the smaller gears, then uh, we can make progress in with the problems that we face. Yeah, that's such, a, such an important point. We get so distracted by so many of those uh, little teeny tiny spinning <laughs> gears uh, that often we forget what's really driving it. And, and uh, you and I have had conversations about uh, things like federalism and uh, the debt and deficit, uh, all pretty big gear things that we don't like to talk about nearly enough. Uh, but in your piece today, uh, you went back to uh, to Mr. Uh, Jenkinson talking about one lever or one gear uh, that might be more important than all of them. Tell us about that. Yeah, so he he went through all of the problems that the country faces, and there are dozens of them, and, and I, I won't try to list them. We all know what they are. But he said that, that uh, he might argue that what America needs the most is a spiritual renaissance. And he talked about the radical secularization of American civilization. Uh, the, he called it the nearly universal vulgarization of American life. He said it's hard to think of a single social standard that has not effectively collapsed. 
Uh, he, he talked about a creeping sordidness in the national character and uh, and so forth. Uh, talked about the nuclear winter of pornography on the Internet and the ubiquity of vulgarity. And uh, he, he, he made the comment that this is a big lever that if we could uh, have a spiritual renaissance in this country and take more personal responsibility and el- eliminate much of the incivility that exists in society, then... Uh, then, then that that is a big lever, and a lot of other problems would be solved if we, we were able to do that. Yeah, uh, I, I love the fact that he noted that this has to be a uh, this kind of spiritual reawakening, this big gear reawakening of spirituality had to be a bottom up uh, as opposed to a top down uh, kind of influence. And obviously, it's homes and parents and neighborhoods and communities uh, and groups of all kinds that actually have to come together to make that work. Yes, absolutely, and and I and I I do think that this is the most important work that any of us can do. Uh, it will make the biggest difference if we're good parents and good neighbors and good young men and young women leaders and and good Sunday school teachers and good good uh, little league coaches. Uh, you know, all of those little things, little levers, I guess, add up to to, to being the big gear. Yeah. And, uh, so those are absolutely critical to the future of the country. Yeah. So that I think that's from a societal standpoint. I think that is uh, the big gear, the big lever uh, that we have to start pushing on a heck of a lot more and not looking to Washington uh, to solve all of these problems, uh, many of which emanate uh, from how we live and how we interact and how we treat each other. Uh, and that really led you in, in your thinking uh, to another one of those big gear uh, that is also leading to the to the local level as well. Yes, I uh, I have felt for a long time, and I've written a lot about this, and and want to write more about it. That that I think that the big gear in government, uh, making government work better, uh, having more effective governance, is a, a return to balanced federalism, the kind of federalism that the founders envisioned uh, because forcing uniformity and costly policies and programs across the country uh, on a, a country that's very diverse and citizens uh, are, are diverse, I, I, I just don't think that that will ever work over the long run and it will make problems worse. And uh, so I do think that uh, if, if we moved more of our decision-making programs and, and funding, you know, the funding is a critical part of it, back yeah. to state and local governments that, uh, you know, blue states could do as they wish, within reason. You know, I'm not talking about anything too radical here. We, we still have a constitution and civil rights and, and so forth that are national issues and priorities, but but we could have the diversity among the states, and there would be less to fight about in Congress, and I think we'd have better governance overall. Yeah, I think uh, my favorite line is you said the, the level of dysfunction and rancor in Congress would decline dramatically because many of the things they currently fight about would be handled elsewhere. 
elsewhere, uh, especially at the local level. Uh, great insight, as always, LeVar Webb. We appreciate you joining us uh, on the line today, and you can read his piece at uh, utahpolicy.com. Is there a big gear to get our country back on track? I think LeVar is right in the right gear, <laughs> pressing the right lever, uh, getting us to the right kind of thinking. LeVar, thanks again for joining us today. Good to be with you. Bye-bye. All right, again, that's LeVar Webb, and uh, the piece is on utahpolicy.com and Utah uh, Pulse. And, uh, again, just a, a great bit of thinking and a great way as we round out our week this week uh, to just step back a little bit. Uh, we've had, obviously, big battles over debt and deficits and spending and uh, government funding, a uh, host of things there, national monuments today. And so many of those things would be handled far better with far less dysfunction and divisiveness if it was handled on the state and local level, uh, local people making local decisions. Now, there is a role for the federal government. But one of the things that uh, LeVar rightly pointed out is that if the federal government could just concentrate on what it's supposed to do, its constitutional duties, uh, it'd do them better. And that's actually what we want. Uh, but when uh, when government tries to do too much, it does things not just less well, it, it does them really poorly, and it ends up impacting all of us. And so I do think this balanced federalism is an important gear for us, uh, along with this uh, desperate need for a spiritual renaissance in the country. Uh, that would be a major level to, to really change the game. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we'll cycle back back to where we are on debts and deficits. And uh, the countdown clock has already begun to the next catastrophe. Find out about that coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.